0: from the pocket, launching downfield! Mitchell,
1: touchdown Texas!
2: You are looking live at the College Football Insiders Show.
1: The throw it, McCarthy look and throws deep, got wide open receiver! Cornelius Johnson,
2: sprinting. touchdown Michigan! Now, here are your hosts, ready to break down this weekend's top matchups.
0: What is up? Let's get into week seven. I can't believe the season is halfway over. It's a little bittersweet. Quentin is back. And as always, Smitty to my right. What's up, fellas? New hat for Smitty.
1: I guess I'm part of the team now for sure when the hat comes in the mail. So I'm That's feeling it. pretty good. Let's go. Hey, we need no to later.
2: change, we need to change the intro. I want Gus Johnson screaming. Now here are your hosts,
0: (laughs) like a noon. Yeah, we need to to see if we can do like a cameo appearance. Yeah. Because Gus Johnson saying anything is spectacular. (laughs) The boys
1: are back. (laughs) I'm
0: telling you, that's it right there. The the number one matchup, and we'll we'll run run through these because we've got a lot of plays that aren't of the top matchups. But to kick it off, we've got number eight, Oregon, taking on number seven, Washington. And I'm really excited just as a football fan about this game. My number came to Washington minus one. I think if you can take Oregon plus three, three in the hook. I like the Ducks. They seem a little bit more battle tested. The numbers are pretty much even uh, down the board. So Smitty, we'll start with you. Do you have a lean either way in this one?
1: No, I, I don't in this. You know, and I said last night on our show, I really want to play this game. I'm kind of leaning, like you said, with Oregon. Um, Washington got them last year, but if you look over the last two times they've played in Washington, Oregon has won. I mean, this is, this is going to be for the playoffs maybe. I mean, you look at some of their schedules, Washington, especially they get very, it's very hard at the end of the year for them, but both quarterbacks in the Heisman talk. I mean, this is just going to be a great game. Both teams can score a lot of points. You look at Washington, they got the wide receivers. They got the running back. I I said, I like Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is unbelievable. I think he's having a fantastic year. This game's going to be tight. I'm, You know I'm going to put something down on this game. I'm just not there yet. (laughs) I want to see where it goes a little bit, but I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm very excited for it. But right now, if I was going to do a lean, I would take Oregon in this.
0: Before I get to you, Quentin Smitty, you mentioned Washington and their receiving core. They get uh, Jalen McMillan back, which is going to be big for them. They're averaging 46 points a game. Oregon averaging 52 points a game right now. Uh, Q, what do you have to add to this?
2: I think you hit it pretty well. Um, I would say I'm not going to take any uh, pregame action. I, what I actually would like to do is maybe see Washington go down the field, maybe get the ball first, score first, and then jump on Oregon live because I think then you could catch a line at like a plus seven and a half maybe. And, uh, and really capitalize there if I was to do anything I know we joke about it but I think Oregon in a teaser spot is really good because I don't think this game is uh, gonna be anything more than a, a three to seven point game and you would get them over that and I think that's a very confident play
0: Oregon is 5 and0 oh against the spread too so it yeah all these undefeated against the spread teams are eventually going to have some regression. Uh, Moving on to the SEC and our neck of the woods, we've got Texas A&M taking on Tennessee. I feel like Tennessee probably got slept on after they lost to Florida the way they did. Uh, This team has bounced back and I, I made this number minus three and a half. So it's right where it is. I did take A&M plus three and a half earlier in the week, but now I'm kind of leaning more towards Tennessee. So, Quentin, do you have a side on this one?
2: I hate when you do that
0: <laughs> because you'll
2: end up telling me to take Tennessee. Then you'll end up sticking with AM and AM will win. That's your luck. Uh, I like Tennessee, actually. I'm not a huge fan of um, Joe Milton, but I think he is the superior quarterback in this. They did have a bye week last week, so they were able to get healthy. AM does have a stout defense, but I think Tennessee might just be a little too much. Uh, especially having to to get up and play on the road in a tough kneeling stadium environment after you just lost a game to Alabama, where a lot of predictors thought you were going to beat them outright at home. And you didn't uh, Jimbo Fisher always fade him uh, of recent. I, I think he's going to be a factor in this game. I mean, when you, when you're at a presser and you say it was fourth and one, we didn't go for it, but if it was fourth and inches, we would have, I got a problem with that. I mean, we're talking about a foot or two. Um, I know Texas A&M has good wide receivers, but Tennessee's defense is pretty solid, especially in the pass game. They really don't have a run game, in my opinion. I I think Tennessee actually wins by three. So, for me, I would actually buy two minus two and a half, spend the juice, and and take it that way.
1: Smitty. Yeah, you know, I agree. One of my little notes I have is Jimbo Fisher. Do you trust the guy? I don't know if you can. You know, their defense is really good. They've been getting to the quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. So Joe Milton's gonna have to get the ball out quick. You know, I said I want to see Joe kind of go down the field a little bit more, has a big time arm. One game I watched, a lot of bubble screens, real quick throws. Now, against this team, you might have to how how great they can get into the backfield there on their defense. You know, overall, Joe, what Joe Milton do you get? Do you get the Joe Milton that can really put up a big game, or do you get the Joe Milton that against Florida? That's the key in this game here. I like the, you know, it's in Tennessee. I think the environment's going to be really tough. Keep an eye on the conditions. Um, During the day, there's like 27 mile per hour winds at night. It's about 15. uh, So the wind could be a little bit of an issue. I would lean. um, I like Tennessee in this game. I think they win the game.
0: All right. Moving on. Louisville upsets Notre Dame last week. It may have been a look ahead spot. We'll see. Uh, We'll get to Notre Dame USC in a little bit, but, they travel to take on the Pitt Panthers who are nothing to write home about Louisville. I made this number minus nine, but this is a letdown spot waiting to happen, but it, is it almost too much of a letdown spot? Do you think the Cardinals roll or do you think Pitt has a chance to, to slow this game down? Smitty, we'll go with you.
1: Well, yeah, Pitt's not good. <laughs> That's that's for sure. You know, the quarterback, you know, we talked last night. I mean, the quarterback, I don't know what happened to him Then he was going to play tight end. And now he's not going to. I mean, it's just a train wreck. You know, Pitt's defense could keep them in this game Uh, conditions in this, too. uh, There could be a shower or two in this game. And you're looking at maybe maybe like 30 mile per hour wins in this. This is a tough spot because the Cardinals are, you know, one of the only undefeated teams still left in the country. Could be a major letdown spot here. I said last night, I kind of like maybe the first half under in this game. I don't really have a lean. It's tough to trust uh, Pitt at all. I, I got to see their quarterback, who they're going to they're gonna quarterback now. But I kind of like maybe a first half under play. Uh, keep an eye on that because of the conditions. Quentin, what are you doing here?
2: You know, I think I'm going to trust my gut. And I, I think I'm actually going to probably end up making this play by Saturday at the I think it's floating around seven and a half right now Uh, as I was saying backstage this was the exact same line same scenario with UNC earlier in the year uh, UNC was minus seven and a half I didn't play it that you know UNC goes on to win 41-24 really had no issue throughout the entire game you had certainty at quarterback for Pitt now you have uncertainty I I fearful that this is a trap spot but I was also fearful with UNC I I think the play is Louisville to be honest I think even if the weather is a factor Louisville is so good on the run and pass I don't know that the weather is going to affect them that much they have a good quarterback good receivers good running back I I think they can at least win the game by 10 it just may not be a a 50 to 20 kind of ass whipping that maybe some people are wanting but I, I think Louisville can get it done and win by at least eight
0: I guess the biggest thing for me is 75% of that money is coming in on the under. Meanwhile, 86 is going on the over as far as bets. So I feel like the sharps are probably on the under. Uh, and to correlate that, I mean, with the seven and a half point spread, if you go under uh, a low total of 44 and a half, that's putting pit right there in the, the backdoor cover range, which I feel like, they have a chance to do. Louisville should shut them down, but you never know. You can't uh, – this this game does worry me. I, I feel like a lot of people that I trust and like are on Pitt. Rightfully so. They got plus eight. But um, I, it's not going to surprise me, like you said, kind of comparing it to North Carolina. It, it's not going to surprise me if Louisville just comes out early and, and takes it to them. Uh, speaking of North Carolina – they take on the Miami Hurricanes. Let's talk about Mario Cristobal because everybody else in the country is. Failing to kneel down, Georgia Tech, what, three plays later, is in the end zone to win that game. This is this is a huge deal for the players of Miami. Like, I feel sorry for them. How do they respond in this game? That's going to be the biggest question mark for me because I like North Carolina. My numbers made this minus seven. Um but let's not forget, Miami did upset AM, who turns out to be a pretty decent team. You look at their all of their advanced analytics in that column, Miami pretty much lights it up. So I ended up betting Miami plus four and a half just because I saw that the book here in Arkansas offered that. Um, I think minus 115. Three, three and a half. If it gets under three, I think North Carolina is probably the right side. But What do you think here, Clinton?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, we kind of misjudged UNC maybe this year. I think we looked at their schedule. We thought they'd have a loss or two by this point, and they just haven't. Uh, This is the best defensive team Mac Brown's ever had, in my opinion, Uh, maybe outside of his Will Muschamp days. Drake May is legit. I mean, I I think this team's a real deal. You get Miami at home after a weird last week. And I'm curious to see how the locker room is, because I don't know if you guys caught the immediate postgame presser Crystal ball kind of blamed the fumble on his player by saying, well, you know, we had a bad game, but we also talked about holding the ball with two hands. That's not the issue. The issue is you ran that play. Like that kid doesn't fumble if you don't put him in that situation. And then to, to then run him over the bus like that is just crazy. Your kid, man, how do you rebound from that? Like your coach just threw you under a spot where he was totally in a wrong. Like, I'm curious to see how Miami bounces back from that on a mental side of things. And I don't know, man. Van Dyke, like, he looked so good, but – or is he going to regress now? You know, he had a really bad week last week against a decent Georgia Tech team. I get, And I say decent as, like, they're better than they were last year, but they're not good overall. I think if this game was in Miami, then I probably would lean towards the Hurricanes a little more. But I like buying down UNC uh, in the minus two-and-a-half territory, minus three. And then also I like them in a money-line parlay as they were, like, one – 70, somewhere around
1: that range. I like that a lot. Smitty. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know, we've said on this show and we've said on our other show, when does Mac Brown's team kind of lay an egg? I mean, could that be this week? Because again, that's the hard thing with this. I mean, how can the players come back from that? You know, we said, how could he even go in there and look at his athletic director and try to like even give a have a conversation saying like, well, this is why I did it. I mean, this has happened in Oregon too. The guy can recruit. The guy's not a good coach. Can the kids get up for the game? Yeah, they could on this. I think, you know, again, I, I haven't played this game. I would lean North Carolina in this, but I mean, we've said for weeks, there's always one for Mac Brown with this North Carolina team. And could this be the week? So keep an eye on that conditions again, maybe a shower, maybe 18 mile per hour wind. So just kind of keep that in mind The Winds, There's some wind gains this week. The wind's starting to pick up a little bit um, this weekend here. So yeah, I I'd lean North Carolina if I was playing this. Cause I just can't back, I can't back at coach. But it's it's amazing sometimes when you look and go, Man, there's no way these kids can come back and, and play this week and Miami could come out and look like a million dollars.
0: Well, that's kind of and you touched on it with Mac Brown. I mean, we've said all season when is when's the infamous Mac Brown slip up game. I it if Miami had won that game last week, I think. Without a doubt, I would be on Miami. I'm curious to know what that line would be. But like like y'all said, the psyche of this team, you've got guys cussing out, you know, people on the sidelines saying, what in the fuck are we doing? You know, it's just one of those things where now they probably weren't going to go undefeated. They've still got number four, Florida State, and then they've got Louisville at the end. You've still got Clemson in there. Uh, so they've got a rough schedule from here on out but the fact that they're not sitting at five and over right now like they should be how does that weigh on the team I I don't know I now you've got me second guessing my bet on Miami Um, I just hope it's tight I hope Van Dyke has a great game I feel like he can uh, against the defense of, of North Carolina but We'll see. I think that one's going to be a good one as well.
1: North, North Carolina is on a four-game winning streak in the series too. But Matt, you got to remember, streaks always have to get broken.
0: UNC has won the last four, and the over has gone four and one in the last five. So, I outside of Chris Ball's game management, I think if Miami's five and zero oh right now, Miami's probably the right side. But now I'm I'm second guessing everything. Uh, one that I am not second-guessing, the USC Trojans. Q and I did a show, I guess, to wrap up college baseball season. And I said that this USC team was one of my favorite teams of the year. I thought that they were a shoe in for the college football playoff. Turns out their defense is absolutely terrible, and that's probably not going to cash. However, I feel like this is their Super Bowl. Uh, regardless what happens through the rest of the Pac-12 season, they're going to find a way to probably get to that Pac-12 championship game, especially if they win this game against Notre Dame. Who at this point, what do they have to play for? Uh, it, you're sitting at what oh, four or four and two, um, or five and two. You just you just lose last weekend to Louisville. I, you can't afford to do it with this gauntlet of a schedule that Notre Dame's AD. Uh, scheduled for them, but this is just not a good spot for Notre Dame. I think you saw against Ohio state that Kyle McCord was able to have success and they were able to win that game in Notre Dame. So the home field advantage really isn't that great. I think USC ends up winning this game. I do think Sam Hartman can find success, but Notre Notre Dame doesn't have playmakers outside of the, the running back. So, Give me the Trojans in this spot, plus three, plus two and a half money line, whichever way you want to bet it.
1: Well, I'll go here because I'm off. Yes. I'm opposite all of you here. I love Notre Dame in this spot because I wrote it down on my notes. I think this is their Super Bowl because. They, what are they playing for? They have the losses here. I agree with you. The, the schedule is brutal here. And I said last week on this show, when are they going to run out of gas? Well, they ran out of gas last week. I think this is their big game here, too. Um, I think their offensive line is going to be the key in this. I just don't think USC is a tough team. I just don't think they are. Notre Dame kind of reminds me of a team like Utah. What does Utah usually do against USC? They punch them in the face and they win the game. I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna get the running back the ball a lot here. Conditions are a key in this. You have like 30 mile per hour winds. they got rain. I think Notre Dame's gonna to try to do short throws, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a little bit, where USC wants to spread out and throw the ball a lot. And their their defense, I think Notre Dame will score some points on this team. I like Notre Dame. I already jumped on it. I got the money line minus 135.
2: It's a no play for me, but I I definitely lean Smitty's way uh, because of the weather. Uh, I think if this gets into a weather game, which it sounds like the kind of the Great Lakes area is getting ready to get smoked by a storm, I don't think USC is going to be able to stop a STEMI, the running back you were referring to, Matt. Uh, But then I also think that USC is going to really struggle because they're a, a pass downfield type team. Uh, you talk to anybody who's played college football, like they say, when it's cold, wet, rainy, which obviously we've seen that kind of weather in South Bend before it's like trying to catch a slippery rock and it makes it tough. I don't think USC's run game is a strong enough, uh, to kind of stay in the game, uh, and, and maybe beat Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has got the edge there in some nasty weather, uh, but it's still too uncertain. Maybe I, I've got to see what it, you know, the weather report that morning kind of, Especially hour for hour, when's that storm really going to be hitting? You know, in comparison to game time, if it's going to be nasty, give me Notre Dame. Uh, if it's not going to be nasty, then I then I think USC has a good chance to win this game. But
1: what I saw too, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ahead. it was it was a passing shower too at night.
2: Yeah, but okay. the, wind,
1: the wind was like 30 miles yeah. per hour
2: wind gust. I think that's going to hurt USC. I, I don't think their run game's that strong, personally.
0: Well, and you you're gonna have to have Caleb Williams run the ball too. But the way that Lincoln Riley is gonna attack this, I feel like their playbook shapes well for that. They run a lot of those options where they'll float the yeah. tight end out. Yep. Uh, yep. so Caleb Williams isn't having to throw the ball, you know, twenty, thirty yards downfield. He can do a five or ten yard dump off to a tight end or running back. You know, USC's got talent for days. So that, that I feel like is is one of the reasons why USC should have success in this. Uh, to round out this, to like 12, go hey ahead. I was going to say, I, I think ahead. the best no, bet is just –
2: personally, I think the best bet is to stay away from that game. Uh, I think it's just too risky with your money.
1: Hey, Matt, can I ju- just – one thing to back you in that maybe. Was that a wake-up call last week when they played Arizona, getting down that fast like 21 nothing, and they really had to f- – fight back and win that game I mean sometimes you have to look at that and go that might have been their wake up and then now they're focused this week and they roll in there going hey we got to play our you know our a game and they might come out and play great
0: yeah I mean I probably think that USC was overlooking Arizona last week and they played a great game that quarterback did a lot of good things and I feel like Sam Hartman will have success but I also think the Pac-12 plays at a much higher speed you kind of just waited around like, all right, USC quit playing around. You're eventually going to come back and win that game. I never had doubt in my mind that they were going to win that game, even down, you know, whatever it was at one point, I think 21 points. Uh, I just kept in USC and uh, their team total over. Uh, we've got another one, UCLA Bruins and Oregon State. That The, the Pac-12 is probably just going to end up cannibalizing each other. Uh, but we continue to get these ranked on ranked matchups that are great. UCLA's defense looks like the best in the Pac 12. Oregon State with DJU, he is uh, finding a lot of success in this offense. They're a fun team to watch. I don't have a play in this one. I do lean Oregon State just because I'm not buying into Dante Moore and UCLA, but I said that last week and they proved me wrong. So, Quentin, uh, we'll go to you. What do you like in this one?
2: Yes, me and I uh, actually did a money line parlay on Notebook Wager, and I took Oregon State. I like them, especially at home. Corvallis. I mean, their baseball stadium rocks. So does their football stadium. UCLA had to get up last week against a tough Wazoo team, and then now you have to travel on the road. It's good. Oregon State wants to play in a rock fight, and and I don't necessarily know if UCLA wants to have two back to back games like that. I think Oregon State's going to be loud. I think, like you said, DJU's got some success. You know, Martinez is just a bull of a running back. Uh, good receiver. Very stout defense. I, I think this is going to be a little too much for Dante Moore to have to play two back-to-back big games in the second to be on the road for a hungry Oregon State team who, I'll tell you, we looked at that schedule last night, Smitty. Oregon State could run the table here. Uh, and really set themselves up for a massive game against o- uh, Oregon to end the season that probably could have playoff implications. So I think Oregon State's got a, a pretty fair schedule to look out for. Uh, they don't have to look ahead to anybody next week. I, the Full focus on this UCLA team. I think Oregon State gets it done.
1: Yeah, this is a team. UCLA, you know, you always think of offense with Chip Kelly. Their defense has been really good. And you saw that with the Utah game, that game was like a JV Monday night football game with quarterbacks not playing very well. And last week, again, what they did against Washington state, you know, Cam Ward is just was picking people apart and they were, you know, he really struggled in that game and couldn't really put up a lot of points. Great defense. I agree with Matt too. the freshman quarterback. What, you know, It's a tough environment. I said last week on the show, got to get Carson steal the ball, like at ball state days. And they kind of did finally. I think Chip Kelly must listen to this show too. So thanks Chip. Keep listening to this show. We really appreciate it. So keep, keep doing it, but I agree with Q I'm on Oregon state money line here. Um, I'm doing a money line parlay with another team. I'll bring that up in a couple minutes here. I think I like DJ. I like Martinez, you know, pound the ball. This is a tough team. Oregon state's tough. They want to fist fight you too, man. They want to pound the ball. I like the home field advantage. They're good ATS at home. I like Oregon state to win this game.
0: All right. So one thing that I monitored last week and I wanted to keep track of it, uh, Ben Fox of DraftKings, he's he tweeted out lopsided bets were the book. And let's let's not lie, the public probably killed books the first few weeks of college football. Uh, now it's the book's turn. Grim Reaper comes back with uh, a 6-2 on the lopsided bets. As you can see, Michigan, uh, Texas Tech, they were the only two to cover. So that being said, moving forward, You've got more lopsided bets for this week. Does anything on here kind of stick out to you as something you want to play against the public, or uh, you think the public may get this right?
1: I'm on. I'm on one of these games. So now I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I <laughs> see. I'm on two of them. That makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. I'm on, i I took Kentucky. I'm on Kentucky. I got Kentucky minus one thirty-five on the money line. Um, you know, again, I agree with some people, you listen to some of these shows and they're like, who's Kentucky beat? No one really good. They beat Florida. And then they finally went into against a really good team last week in Georgia, really punched them in the face really hard. A quarterback wasn't good. They couldn't really move the ball. I just think I like the spot, come back home against Missouri and to get the money line win in that. So I am on Kentucky money line on the board here.
2: Yeah, to back Smitty's play, uh, you know, Cook had that crucial and and really uh, line-changing interception with 30 seconds left back into your own end zone. Missouri really played up for that game against LSU at home, demoralizing losses. They led literally the entire game until about two minutes left in the game. Uh, That's that's tough to then have to go to uh, a Kentucky team that just got boat raced against Georgia. They really had to look themselves in the mirror. I I would expect – Kentucky, even though they're getting 81% of the bets, I think that's a very solid play, and they're going to take care of business at home and get back on the winning side of things. I'm on two of these. I like Maryland against Illinois. Brett Bielema is just not doing it for me up there. Maryland is extremely good at home this year. They definitely have the quarterback edge. Altmyer's got like five TDs but eight picks. Uh, And then Tua's brother – has 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. I think Maryland's playing better than people realize. I like what Mike Loxley's getting there. They've got some good talent, especially coming out of the DMV area, where they really need to kind of lock it down. I think Maryland wins by 17 to 20. And then I also jumped on Colorado early. I bought it down to minus nine and a half, uh, just to kind of get it away from that 10, 10 and a half line. Uh, Travis Hunter, when I bought it, was still questionable. It sounds like he's going to play. Uh, Based on recent reports, um, ultimately it's going to be a game time, but I like that. I I think they're just going to play, especially at home, uh, against a brutal Stanford team that has no offense. They only average 19 points a game. They give up 35. Colorado scores 35 a game. So I I think that really plays into a 10-point victory.
0: So I'm opposite of Smitty. I took Missouri plus three and a half. Uh, They were offering it 127 on my book. Um, and just to close out a couple other of my best bets, I took South Carolina money line. Sorry, Q, um, ah,
2: stay away from it for me.
0: I, uh, I also took BYU plus seven and a half. I think Chandler Morris is out now for some time for TCU. TCU just doesn't look as good as they were last year, obviously, but, uh, they just don't look like a complete team right now. It's, uh, they've really surprised me ever since week one getting blown out by colorado or getting beat by colorado i guess they didn't get blown out but uh just gonna fade tcu byu i've seen them they've got a solid team plus seven and a half and i I think it's too much uh and then usc plus three i think that pretty much closes it out but i do like the under in arkansas alabama i think the only way that or the bright spot, I guess you could say for Arkansas this year has been their defense. They play well. I think they'll be able to get after Milrow. The problem is how long are they going to be on the field? If the offense can muster longer drives, I feel like this under is, is really good, but we'll see. Danny and us is really on the hot seat right now for Arkansas. So I didn't touch a side yet. I don't like the, the 20 right now. If it gets to 21 and a half, I may take the hogs, but, Under for me right now at 47
1: and a half. Smitty, what do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go with my team overs. 11 and 5. 11 and 5. Let's keep it going out here. UTSA, one of my favorite ones. Minus 145, over 37 and a half. They're playing UAB. Now, UTSA has not been scoring a lot. Last week, they get its Temple. UAB, the last four games, giving up 41, 49, 35, 35. Listen, Harris is back, had a good game last week. Go UTSA with the team points over. Texas State over 39 and a half minus 120. They play Louisiana Monroe. Monroe's giving up 47, 41, 55. So I think Texas State, they've thrown up some big numbers this year. They're going to get over. They're going to get in the 40s. I like that one. Going back South Florida. Uh, they lost the game against UAB last week, but I gave the team points over. It's over 30 and a half minus 125. Uh, they're playing Florida Atlantic. Pretty good defense here by Florida Atlantic, this one. But I like where South Florida's offense has been, 42-44-35 the last three. And then I'm going to go Washington State against Arizona, minus 105 over 34.5. I just – can you – They they had such a bad performance last week, and they were just – I mean – 50, 31, 64, 30. They've been throwing points on. UCLA has a good defense. I think Washington State bounces back really good. I gave out the Notre Dame money line. I'm on Kentucky, I gave. I'm also on South Carolina, minus 130 money line. I went Virginia Tech, minus 120 against Wake Forest. Boys, I heard this today driving into work. Wake Forest has not won in Blacksburg since
0: 1983.
1: Ooh, and it's home Can I tell you something? Because I'm a lot older than these two guys. 1983, Hall and Oates was climbing up the charts with the salt man eater. Let me tell you, guess what? They're going to man eat at Wake Forest. Virginia Tech will win the game. Then I'm doing a little money line parlay. I said I have Oregon State with James Madison against Georgia Southern. Got that up to plus 140. I like James Madison. Really good team. That's all I got.
0: Smitty with the Hall and Oates reference. Oh, I love those Points Oates.
1: for you. Oh, Hall and Oates is one of the greatest bands of all time.
2: I agree. It's like around the horn. I'm waiting to see the uh, the tick. The points go up.
1: Give <laughs> me six points on the Hall and Oates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt, I do have two more plays I really like, and one of them is tonight. I like West Virginia minus two and a half. I think they're going to handle Houston. I think Houston's just really struggling. You know, they're they've obviously Dana Holgerson's on the other side, so that's kind of. Uh, a sore topic for for West Virginia. It's a little momentum. And West Virginia, a very good defensive team, uh, played really good football as of late. They're 4-1. It seems like they're starting to figure it out in the Big 12 over the last couple of years with their new coach. And then I like Michigan minus 33.5 against a brutal Indiana team at home. They've covered this number in the last two. They went on the road to Nebraska, tough environment, won by 38. Then they came back and they uh, destroyed – Minnesota by 40 yeah 48 something like that so uh, I really like them to cover that with pretty uh, relative ease
0: I like it my number came to Houston minus or plus six so West Virginia seems like a good play I probably will end up on it as well um I think I've got half a unit on the money line but I think I may just say screw it and and bet the spread because West Virginia, they look good this season. Yes, they do. Um, Houston's right.
2: offense is non existent this year,
0: which is weird. Yeah, especially for a Dana Holgerson team. Yeah. All right, let's tease it up. Smitty, get the crown. Tease me. You know what I want. I well, I'm <laughs> really at Big that. winner amateur hour over here, all right, here we <laughs> there we go there we
1: go all right hey, you gotta are hey, you gonna give a big plug that we won this last week well, finally, hit, we finally what we're no, two we've and, it twice we've no we yeah we won it twice we won,
0: we won, won, it, the won, twice. won it the first week yeah, two and four now yeah, on well. the teasers not because you guys were missing me negative I get it negative ev bet equals negative bankroll okay anyways smitty let's tease it up what do you got
1: I'm going right with back with James Madison. Take them down. So I think they're Matt. One of you guys will have to give me the lot the new spread on this, but I would take it down. If we're doing minus six, minus seven, they're going to win the game outright. I think it's at like minus six right now, six and a half. So take it down. I think James Matt. I and I like the Georgia Southern team, but James Madison's a great team. And just like Matt said, I have not lost one of these games yet. Let's keep it going, the Dukes. Better knock on some wood. Let's go knock on some wood. Let's go, James Madison. That's my play.
2: Hey, I'll tell you what, real quick. James Madison really ought to be looked at by the ACC because they are destroying the Sun Belt. They've only been there, what, two years now. They could beat some ACC teams. they a team.
1: Great yeah, team.
2: real good team. Really like them. Uh, I'm going to go and let Grissom go last, save the best for last. I'm going to take Maryland down. Uh, Seven-point teaser will get you to six-and-a-half, catch them under a touchdown. Look at him just grinning.
0: Because this is just such a bad thing. <laughs> um, I'm just struggling here. I think I'm going to take Washington State minus seven down. I love it. Okay. love it. Washington State, Cam Ward, they're the real deal. They weren't there last week. They're coming back this week. Arizona, they played the game of their life against USC, still came up short. So give me Cam Ward and the Coubs. Who did like you say it. that is any, a Q?
2: I said Maryland minus six and a half. That's right. Yeah. Winner. Hey, when you win plus money on this, and we hit a hit a nice streak now. Don't don't be bashing it. Right. Hey, it was great last
1: last Sunday. Our notebook wagering money line play hit. Jason sent me the money. Matt sent me the money on the t- – oh, great Sunday. What a great – Hey, boy. how about M-
2: Missouri? Hey, don't do teasers. I tease him up. Still covered off of that nasty pick. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that, was, uh, that was one of those, like, Oregon-Texas Tech oh, brutal yeah. beats right there. Yeah. If that wasn't on bad beats, I don't know what is. All right. So, we've got James Madison down to minus six. Washington's or er, – no, I did a reverse teaser. That's why it was plus whatever. Uh, <laughs> James Madison plus a half. Washington State minus a half. Maryland minus seven for plus 159.
2: What, to read that again. Wazoo is what? It's not giving
0: me a seven-point teaser anymore. Okay, so six-and-a-half-point teaser. We've got plus a half for James Madison, minus a half for Washington State, and minus seven for Maryland. You still like that? Do you want that? me to put it
2: in? Do you want me to put it He'll Hold on. Uh, I can't do James Madison because I'm in Virginia. But we can't. If we do FanDuel, you can get seven.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm fine with that. We're good with the six and a half. That's a winner, boys. That's a yeah. winner. All right. Placed.
2: No. All right, That's a winner. Two weeks in a row. We're getting hot, boys. Don't let them get hot. Just like Tim, um, Tim Elko said, College
0: World Series.
2: College insiders right. Don't let the boys get hot.
0: Send me your pizza money. I did 20 bucks each, 60 to win whatever, plus 154.
2: Why are you shortchanging us?
0: Well, because I don't want to make a deposit right now. I have a lot of money on USC. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's oh, get the man. home. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Cheers, boy.